Hi friends. Hello, hello. You're listening to I'm Sorry with the podcast with Ashley Sleek. It's just like I showed up to your house, bottle of wine in hand with like 45 to an hour of juicy ass gossip to talk about. Like who doesn't want to do that? Hello, hello, and welcome back to I'm Sorry About the Podcast. I'm Ashley Sleek. Fingers crossed that you're listening to this on Wednesday and it came out on time. Jesus, I have been in quite the roller coaster when it comes to getting the podcast out. I mean, my power just can't seem to stay on. And, you know, luckily last week I spent the majority of the week at my parents' house, which was nice. Honestly, I haven't been there in a minute. And so, I mean, I go back a lot and I... I guess that's a lie. I was there the previous Saturday, but only for a matter of hours. And this was the longest I had been there in quite some time. So it was nice to be back. And I ate at the Ale House twice. No shame in the game at all on that. I did bring the otter there for the first time. Listen, he's not going to love it as much as I do. So it's fine. We did have, I was, I, this is not a diss on Ale House, obviously, because it is the best restaurant ever. But it was just unfortunate that we had one of those like wonky tables, which I feel like is low key part of the restaurant experience. But I was like, you guys, we needed to make this perfect. But my Ale House original was still delicious. It was so good that I wanted another one. So I had one on Saturday as well. And it was fabulous. And I loved it. But it's very nice being home. It's it's kind of an interesting thing. I think that a lot of us probably experience this, but it's one of those things that I don't know. I don't really like to talk about it because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings or anything. But it's a definitely an interesting transition when like your childhood home is not your full home anymore, if that makes sense. I'm starting to feel that my apartment here in Campbell is home is what I'm getting at. So it kind of felt like it was a nice little vacation being back with my parents. And of course, it it was comfortable. It made me feel great. But I was really excited to kind of come back to my own place. And the power was on, thank God. And my food in the fridge didn't go bad. But yeah, it was a very interesting transition. I think that's a, a weird one when you start to live somewhere else and that becomes home. And I moved around so often that I would say that probably the apartment I lived in in Runner Park with Eloy and George was probably the most stable place that I also felt was home in that time. I mean, everything else, every year I in college I moved and then I lived in uh, another home with some roommates and they did not make it feel like home. So it didn't. Uh, but you know, that's a trauma for another day. Today, I'm just excited to be back in Campbell and chatting with you all this morning. I had a quite the adventure. It is friend of the podcast, Danielle, my cousin's birthday today. And uh, so that's not when you're listening. It's when I'm recording this Tuesday morning. And so I decided I wanted to do something special for her. But, you know, since she's balling on a budge, I was like, I can't pay for delivery. So I'm going to be stealthy as hell and I'm going to go deliver some balloons and cookies myself. So I got up at 5 a.m. this morning. I was wearing my comfy, which if you don't know what that is, it's basically like a hoodie, but it's a blanket. So it. I look like a bright blue Oompa Loompa and I was wearing my sweatpants and I just like kind of ran out of the house. But I forgot about the fact that these are my sweatpants that don't have like the elastic band anymore. I'd love to be like, they don't fit. I'm a skinny bitch. But please, these are from college, like full time playing lacrosse. Ashley, no, 
no, that's not the case. But they are too big. So they started to like fall down as I was going down the stairs with my cookies and balloons in hand. And I was like, bitch, get your fucking life together. And then I really I don't know. I went so early. I know I wasn't going to get caught, but it still it was the it was the thrill of the chase for me. And I was like running through the complex, like trying to be quiet. And then I as I left, I'm like, fuck, I hope it's not windy today before they get it, because then I was picturing the balloons flying away or slamming on the door and annoying them. But I don't know. I haven't talked to her yet. It doesn't sound like any of those things happen, but it was uh, it was really it was really fun to be a little sleuthy and and sneak around. I don't know. I I love doing that kind of shit. I love surprising people, which is funny because, you know, I don't totally love surprises. I guess I would say it this way. I like surprise gifts. Actually, I think I don't mind surprises. I just have to absolutely have no idea that it's happening. If there is an inkling that there is a surprise that I'm going to go crazy and my Scooby-Doo detective skills are going to try to like jump in and I'm going to try to figure out what it is. But if I have no fucking idea, like if you really get me good, then then I enjoy it. So anywho, uh, and then, of course, you know, I was driving back home and I justified getting McDonald's for breakfast, because what else are you going to do if you're up that early? Because I am on a little bit of a sketch today and I, you know, was thinking that, hey, uh, if I have breakfast in the car, that cuts out breakfast time for my morning. She's a little she's a jam packed today, which thank God I love days like this, because when you're unemployed and you don't have anything to do, it's kind of like, and uh, I mean, obviously, you're constantly applying for jobs, which is just a mind fuck within itself. But Anywho, I have this call with a recruiter today, and it's so funny because pre my job that I just got let go of, I I actually I got that job as a contract worker to begin with, and then they hired me on full time. So I respect the recruiting, you know, contract work and all that stuff. But I got this, you know, text like, hey, would you want to meet with us? We have some opportunities. I'm like, sure, great. Most of my contract calls that I had prior to my job were all phone calls. And then I realized it was a Zoom call. So then I had to be like, oh, bitch, you don't get to be fugly. You need to get your shit together. So, uh, you know, I am staying hopeful and positive. I don't know what the jobs are. I get a lot of emails from recruiters now and none of the jobs make sense. But I'm happy that somebody wants me, but it's not a, a fit. You know, I think this round... Obviously, I need a job, but I would really like to be, you know, I really, really like to have a job where the title makes sense, the pay makes sense. And I think that I can, you know, be a millennial and make a difference. You know how we are. We love that shit. Uh, but yeah, I totally forgot that I had to not look like asshole because it's a Zoom call. I haven't like popped on a Zoom call that wasn't with Andrew in a hot minute. So I'm I'm excited to just talk to someone. And then it says, you know, interview slash initial call. And I'm like, ooh, back in interview mode. So uh, when you see the video clips of this podcast, I'm dressed really nicely. And that's why. But just know that there are leggings on the second half of this body. And yeah. Also, later on today, the otter is coming over. I'm going to make him lunch and we're going to go to the Sharks game tonight. So I'm really excited about that. This boy's got me fucked up with my schedule, especially because I don't work. I found myself getting so excited for Tuesdays and Wednesdays because those are his days off. So one of those days we usually see each other. And I found myself on Saturday at nighttime thinking to myself, oh, this is so great. It's almost Tuesday. Like, bitch. 
I don't know, put her down. Someone sedate her. <laughs> uh, but I will have to say this. I'm feeling a little like insecure today. I mean, I feel better as we've been talking, to be honest. But the funny thing is, I don't know about everybody else, but do you all have those things that in reality shouldn't make you insecure, but they do? And I'm sure people are like, what are you talking about? But for, let me explain. For me, it's the chap lips. When I have chap lips, I feel like the ugliest motherfucker who's ever walked the planet. I don't there's no logic behind that, but I just feel so gross and uncomfortable. Also, I don't like chapstick. I find it chunky and I'm not a fan. I hate wearing it. It makes me feel heavy and gross. And then my chap lips, I just I make it makes me so uncomfortable. And I was like lathering and lathering and lathering the last couple of days because I was like, I don't want to have these ugly chapped lips when the otter comes and they're a little bit better. But God, this morning I was so grumpy about it. So grumpy. I just kept thinking, is this is this my life? Am I just a chap lip psycho? And you know what? I really hope I don't manifest an insecurity for you because you shouldn't. This is really fucking stupid. But I don't know if you also get weird ones. Let me know. Like when my nails are chipped, I kind of feel the same way. And listen, I did put together a budget and I added manicures in there. I don't know if I can justify it, but I might still. I, I have to keep my waxes no matter what. I mean, they're, it's, it's a lifestyle at this point. Also, I already paid for the membership, so that's happening. I'm actually thinking about getting a gym membership. Don't judge me. The thing is, I uh, will never fucking use that Peloton. It's, it's It is what it is. It was a great quarantine buy. And let me be honest, it was a great buy when I had a partner who was paying for it with me. And actually, when I first had it, I was using it. And then now it just sits there. And I really this is nothing against Peloton. I I like it. It's just to me. I mean, I don't know why I just said I like it. The truth is, I don't. I just I like Cody Rigsby. I think his classes are fun, but I just find it not the workout I want to do. And you know what I realize when you get older, I think that we should just like, why are we doing workouts we don't want to do? You know what I mean? Hawker Walk's doing great. I like the elliptical. I'm thinking about going to Planet Fitness because Planet Fitness has that. I don't know if they still do. It's been years since I've been there. So I, hopefully they didn't change it. But they had that little interval, 30 minute interval thing where you just, you know, used the machines for a minute. And Planet Fitness is for bitches like me. The Planet Fitness is a gym for people who don't gym. That's the way they advertise. That's the way I've always felt. It's like, yes, I want to spend $10 a month on this and that's it. And you're might be thinking, Ashley, you're on a budget. Why are you getting a gym membership? Okay, let me explain my thought process on this. I I realize that I have become one of those people who needs to do something physical, aka a workout every day. I hate it about myself too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not into this. But the hot girl walk has really taken over my life. And I've noticed that it makes me feel better. I'm liking the way I'm looking. Blah, blah, blah. Except for my chap lips. And so I want to keep up that hype. But it keeps fucking storming here. And then I was thinking, OK, the hot girl walk has been working. What happens if I take it up a little bit of a notch? And then I actually go to a gym. My other thought being there are days where I have nothing to do and no reason to leave the house. And then I don't. But maybe this would give me a reason to leave. I don't know. Also, I can cancel at any minute. So why don't I just try it out and see what happens? I don't think I'm going to become a full blown gym girly. I was thinking like if I go to the gym two to three times a week, I think it will justify the payment. I would love to do 24 hour fitness so I can take the classes. But let's fucking ease into it. 
You know what I mean? Let's not go buck wild crazy. Although now that I'm thinking about it, there was a couple classes I wanted to take during the day. That was fun. But I don't know. That's not on the budge. Planet Fitness is in the budget right now. Let's see how it works. I also would have to like go there to sign up. I, I don't know. Can you sign up for a gym online? I remember it being really hard to cancel a gym, at least a 24 hour. But uh, luckily, I was actually on Jimmy's 24 hour fitness membership. That's how long it's been since I've had a gym membership. I was on Jimmy's and then he canceled me. So that was unfortunate. And the reason I used to love to go to the gym was so I could gossip with Kim, friend of the podcast. Literally, she taught classes and it would motivate me to go because I wanted to gossip with her. And now I'm like, you know what? Maybe I'll be my own motivation to go to the gym. So listen, if you see me, this is this is when I need you guys to intervene. And I don't I'm not saying this to be judgmental of anybody who does this. But if you see me doing any sort of fucking protein shake, any sort of powder or anything. If I if you see me with a blender ball water bottle in my hand, fucking come get me. I've gone too far and I don't want to go that far. If you see me doing any sorts of powder. No. And I listen, I know that it would be helpful. I know there's some of you all that are like, Ashley, this is good for you. No, I can't cross that line. We need to stay I need to stay on my side of the world. I don't want a blender ball. I don't want powders. OK, I'll eat wheat toast if it makes you feel better. But that's that's where I draw the line uh, <laughs> into a little like self-help corner. Can I just say I realize that I listen, we all know I'm doing a lot of work on myself. OK, what's interesting about that is then, you know, you start to find things that you want to work on, because as you're working on things and healing, you're like checking off boxes. There's more and more and more. And I just have to say that we are constantly works in progress. And I think that's a great thing. What I have been struggling with right now is that I have a lot of time on my hands. So I'm kind of recognizing a few more things I don't like. And what is important, and I want everybody to hear this, I have to keep repeating to myself over and over again, is that you don't have to be mad about it. Like I am beating myself up over things that I realize I don't like. And in reality, I should just be like, OK, this is something I identified. I'm going to change it. I remember there was an episode I did. I think it was the Ask Ashley where I talked about, you know, people who would say things like, oh, I want to be just like them. And I was like, just do it. That's the same here. So I'm working on not dwelling on things that I don't like. I I think I I think I bitched a little too close to the sun, to be honest. I have historically been someone who always forgives everybody, never really looks at, you know, anything bad about people. And I always let people back in, blah, blah, blah. And I, I kind of became a, hard, a little bit of a hard bitch. I call myself the C word sometimes to my friends, but that word is a little too intense for the podcast, I think. Anyways, I found myself in a place where I don't think I was being as forgiving as I wanted to be. And I think that's a really tough balance between you know, trying to protect yourself, but then also wanting to give people the room to change because I've changed a lot and all of my friends have stood by me, all of them. And, you know, I want to be that kind of person for someone else. This isn't really about anyone specifically. I just I don't know. I was just like, OK, I think I need to be I caught myself kind of judging somebody. And I was like, you know what? I don't want to be like that. The other thing that I came to realize was that one of the things that I love about myself is also causing one of my least favorite parts about myself. So what I mean by that is that I love people and I care so fucking much about people. 
But then I also realized that because I care so much about people, I care way too much about what people think about me because I never want to be somebody that hurts people or makes them feel left out or makes them or, you know, for any reason they are led to believe that I don't like them. So then I kind of tend to people please a little too much and that self-sacrifices and that shit always just turns around. So, you know, now I am working on just doing things like something I've been working on for a while was doing things because, you know, I wanted to and they felt right and not because I think that I need to do it for somebody else to feel, you know, any type of way or, oh, I need to do this so then they'll like me. No, that's a very like, I don't know middle school way of thinking and it's time for us to expand. So it's been very interesting just trying to do the work on myself. I'm a little nervous because uh, and I'm going to try not to cry when I say this because every time I've been saying it, I've started to cry. But I I think I might lose Andrew. So in this journey of getting laid off, I also obviously lost my health care. So I'm losing it this week and I applied for Cover California And, you know, it's going to take a little time. And I also just don't know if whatever insurance I'm going to be on is also going to cover Andrew. And, you know, I'm not in the place for an out of pocket right now. If you didn't know, I am trying to justify my $10 a month gym membership. So, you know, so I had an appointment with him yesterday and I was like, I know this is a weird thing to talk about. But one of the things giving me the most anxiety right now is that I might, you know, lose you. And he, you know, he's like, obviously, I want to keep working together, but I don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. I I do think that you can do this on your own. Like, what are you afraid of? I was like, I don't know that I'm going to fall the fuck apart without you. Like, you know, and yeah, he was like, I just don't think you're giving yourself enough credit. And I think you're going to be just fine. We've done a lot of work. And like, isn't it crazy? We've been Andrew and I have been together for uh, a little over a year now, and it's been one of the best years of my life. Like, even though there was all sorts of fucking trauma last year, like all sorts of trauma last year and and even into this year, I felt like this really good person and I'm really proud of myself and I'm just going to miss him so much. So I'm manifesting that like this is going to just all end up working out and I can still have him. But oh, you guys, I told him, I said, on behalf of all of my friends, they love you and the listeners of the podcast, big fans. So I mean... And that's the good thing. I, I think that's, you know, what teachers say and coaches say and good managers say is that, you know, they're trying to train you to not need them. That's the whole point is that they're trying to get you to a place where you can thrive on your own. And so, you know, Andrew did get me that way. But anyways, I'm not convinced with the fact that he's going to be gone forever. So anywho, just a little um a sad corner uh, but yeah, anywho, the main message I was trying to say is when you find things that you want to work on about yourself, try not to beat yourself up over it and dwell on it and just start making the little baby steps to becoming the person you want to be. Uh, I also, in no surprise to anybody here who listens loyally to the podcast, Easter is coming up and guess what I'm in charge of? Obviously, the cocktail. If you don't know, um, for just about every holiday, family holiday, I've been in charge of the charcuterie board and the cocktail. This year, we're having a fiesta. So, you know, I don't think I'm I'm going to have a cheese board. 
Also, I don't know if I can afford a cheese board these days, but I am making moves on my cocktail and I'm pretty proud of myself. What's interesting about that is I've <laughs> when you date someone who's been a bartender, you start to get a little like nervous about your cocktails. I was like, oh, I have these ideas. And he was he was so nice about it. But I was like, this guy probably thinks I'm a fucking idiot. I'm like, I just want to mix the wa cucumber watermelon cocktail drink from TJ's with Malibu and call it a day. I, <laughs> I'm thinking of a uh, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of leaning towards some sort of maybe sangria, but it needs to be pink, maybe a watermelon sangria. So anyways, I'll keep you up to date on my progress. But I realize that Easter's right the fuck around the corner. Like that shit is hopping its way into our lives. April is right here. And I think that's uh, sometimes where I get into a spiral because for some reason in my mind, I'm convinced that I absolutely need to have a job by May 1st. And I don't I don't know if that's I did my budget. It's not necessarily true, but like I would I would like that. I just don't know how long I can take unemployment is the concern. But you know what, you guys, we're going to get through it. What I've been doing in my spare time uh, while I am not applying for jobs and, you know, trying to better myself is obviously I'm locked into the sports life on Netflix. I realize that Netflix gets what I've been saying. The sports is drama. It started with me watching Full Swing, which I know on here I called The Last Swing. That's because I am planning a bachelorette party for one of my girlfriends, friend of the podcast, Karishma. And it is golf themed, even though we are not golfing. And I'm calling it Karishma's Last Swing Before the Ring. So I got a little confused. And so I watched Full Swing. So then that led me to find Breaking Point, which is the tennis one. So I watched the tennis one. And I'm bummed I didn't take my good notes on it because there's one episode where I wish I could remember her name, but they talk about this girl, um, tennis player. She's a bad bitch, but her trainer is like totally in love with her. And I refuse to believe anything different. I think her name's Maria, but I will do my research and come back next week on it. But they're in love. I don't actually I don't know if she loves him, but the way he looks at her, I was like, Oh, my God, the way I've been waiting my whole life for a man to look at me the way that he looks at her. And I know you guys are like, OK, maybe he's just he trained her. He's in my. No, those are love eyes. And I just I just have to believe it. So now that I did Breaking Point, I was like, all right, I guess I should do Formula One. I think this is what really started it. And Formula One also has like five seasons or something. This shit is wild. First of all, I didn't even know that this shit existed. I thought that the only racing sports was NASCAR. No, if you don't know what Formula One is, it's like these little I don't know. how you, Are they go karts or car? They they do call them carts in the show. And then when you're a kid, you race in go karts. So they're like adult go karts, but you can't you definitely can't hit each other, which I feel like they should do a better job at that. Like, I don't understand why they're not just bumper cars at this point, because I think it would make it a little bit more interesting if you could bump somebody out without like literally destroying yourself your car and their car and themselves. But I was I'm on season two now. Don't judge me. I have nothing to do. And I have to say that it is it is juicy as hell. I'm really rooting for Daniel Ricardo, although I think he kind of fucked himself. So this is OK. Spoiler. But this is the juiciest thing. OK, so Daniel Ricardo was racing for Red Bull and he has had been like since he started his career, I think when he was 19. And I believe he's like 30 in this episode. But I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. That seems like a really long time. But anyways, he's from Australia. He's super cute. 
And they bring Red Bull brings on this young guy named Max. And the rumors are is that they gave him and I don't think it's a rumor. I think it's facts on facts that they gave him this like really nice contract. And basically he was getting paid more than Daniel. And Daniel's like, what the fuck? I've been loyal to you. And Daniel was winning. It's not like this guy was losing. Like he was winning. So it was very strange. But then they really believed in this newcomer, Max. So then Daniel was like, F this. I'm leaving. Right. And, you know, the Red Bull people were like, we don't think he's going to leave, blah, blah, blah. But I'm like, dude, you literally paid this youngin more than you played him and gave him a better contract. Like, that's that's sus. I get it. So then, OK, on the side, the other thing that's happening is Red Bull usually goes to this place called Renault. I think that's how you pronounce it for their engines. But the Red Bull cars keep like fucking breaking down and shit. Max is all pissed off the whole time. Daniel still manages to win, I'm just saying. And so basically the Red Bull guy, by the way, the owner or whatever, I don't think it's the owner, I'm sorry, but the manager of the Red Bull team is married to fucking Ginger Spice. And they go through the whole fucking season, first season without telling us that. And then she just appears in the second season. And you're like, um, excuse me, spice up your life. This would have been way good news for the first half of this show, but whatever. Anywho, uh, he so he decides to sever ties with Renault and he's going to use Honda, which I was like, oh, that's juicy because they're like Honda has never made an engine in this game before. They're breaking through. And so he drops Renault and then uh, Daniel drops Red Bull and goes to Renault. And I was like, oh, shit, this is juicy as hell. So now in this in season two, when this is going down, all I'm trying to do is root for Daniel because he's my favorite and I want him to beat Max. And Max is kicking the fucking shit out of him. Max is literally winning like second and third places in these races. And his car is hella good. And Daniel's keeps like breaking down and shit. And he's like, I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm like, I don't know if this is you, dude. Like, I feel like some of this is the car, but whatever. And it's really stressful. But I really it's hard for me because I know that the manager of Red Bull is married to Ginger Spice, which means that he must be a good guy. But he kind of strikes me as an asshole. He also just not to be stereotypical, but he kind of, he looks like an asshole. Like he's just kind of this. I don't know. He looks like he would be a fuck boy if he wasn't married to Ginger Spice, if you know what I mean. And I'll give it to him. His team keeps winning. He's smart. But the craziest part of this whole thing that I've seen so far, and like I said, I'm only in season two, so I know this shit's going to get wild, is that somebody died. Okay, so there's Formula One, there's Formula Two. So Formula Two is like the B League to Formula One. And I guess they race on the same weekends or whatever. So there was a race going on and this guy ended up dying. Okay, and that was in Formula Two. And it literally happened like the day before the the race, the Formula One race. So this was on Saturday that they raced and he died. Sunday, they still raced. They still, this guy fucking died. And I guess people just die in the sport. So I guess it's not that big of a deal. But I just thought that was so, like you couldn't take a Memorial Day. And then, so, oh, because one of the other, this is the thing about Red Bull, why I said he might be like a little bit of a fuck boy, but I get it. So they brought on this young guy to replace Daniel Ricardo when he left. And this young guy, I guess, just wasn't performing. Look, listen, he wasn't doing the best, but also I don't think he was doing the worst. Like sometimes he would come in fifth and, you know, that just wasn't enough. So then they dropped him midseason, except for I think Red Bull's got like four cars. So they dropped him to like their B League in Formula One still. That part was very confusing. So anyways, he still had to race on Sunday, but he got replaced by another guy. 
and this dude who got dropped and still had to race, the guy that died was like his best friend. And he's still fucking race. I know the show must go on, but I was just like the same track. And I, this is my understanding. And maybe I'm wrong, but it what, it looked like the same fucking track. And by the way, all these people watched the crash like, you know, the people who are driving the cars watched the crash happen. The Formula One people and everybody's just like, oh, yeah, this guy died doing what I'm about to do. But it's it's fine. We're chilling. What? It was, it's it's crazy, but I'm very into it. And this is what I'm liking about uh, the world of Netflix sports is they're choosing sports that don't typically get a lot of hype. You know, it's not like, you know, I love watching me a good sports doc and I'll watch a basketball, football, baseball one, no matter what. But I like that this is about Formula One, tennis, golf, like I mean, golf is a sport that I would watch on my own freely, but I like to watch it more now that I know who the players are. Like, this is very exciting. So I don't know. Netflix, big shout out to you guys. That was a smart move. I also have to say they kept panning to like the crews basically in uh, in this, you know, thing. There's like a million people who work on these cars. And this is my observation just as an outsider. The Red Bull team is fucking hot. Every single guy on that team is hot and I don't know if it's a requirement but I really want to root for them but I'm mad about the whole Daniel Ricardo thing because he's right now my favorite but it's hard because their team's hot and then Mercedes when they showed their whole team not necessarily the pit crew but like the whole entire team they had a lot of women in their team and they are winning so I'm just saying Women equals winning. There is a woman who's like running one of the teams and their team's doing really bad, though. But, you know, we don't have to talk about that. OK, I also was wondering if you all think I should watch March Madness. But also, is it over? Because March is is it just the duration of March? Is it almost over? Should I just come in for the last like four games? I just really, you know, I try really hard to basketball. But, you know, I asked the otter about it. And he's like, well, then you need to make a bracket. And I was like, I don't. I don't know about all that. That seems like a really big commitment. And it's also happening already. The teams are winning. So does it end in March? I mean, I guess I could have Googled it before I brought it up. So maybe I just like watch the last couple of, you know, games or something. I, I don't know. Hi friends, I am so excited about a new segment on the podcast called Ask Ashley. This isn't totally new in the world of Ashley Sleek Incorporated, of course, because my very first blog I had was called Ask Ashley and I absolutely love doing it and I'm so excited to be bringing it to the podcast. But the only way it has mad success is if you all share your juicy questions with me. So please submit your questions. You can do it anonymously on my Instagram at Ashley Sleek, Ashley with two E's of course. Click the link in my bio and there's a Google form. I promise you it is anonymous because listen, maybe I try to sneakily see if I can see who submitted questions. I cannot. So please, please, please submit there. Or if you don't care about being anonymous, you can submit via your email on my website at ashleysleek.com. I am so excited to hear your questions and I love you so much. Okay, bye. Before we get into the Ask Ashley, I want to talk a little bit about celebs. And by that, I mean Bravo Liberties to kick it off with. I'm already getting annoyed with Jax. Listen, if you don't know about the Scandival, go back and listen to the last few episodes. You'll get caught up. But Jax Taylor is somebody who was canceled from Vanderpump Rules with his wife, Brittany. And, you know, when Jax is on the show, I found him annoying. But now he's kind of getting this like comeback story because 
everybody wants to hear from people who hate Tom Sandoval, which would be Kristen Doty and Jax Taylor. And Jax is just he's starting back up into fame and he is just being so fucking annoying about it. Like he always like it, it reminded me of why I don't like Jax, because Jax is one of those people, one of my least favorite kind of people who feel like they always have to know everything. And he's like, oh, yeah, I know who got in a fight at the reunion. I can tell you it's the two boys. And it's like, OK, listen, I love a good spoiler, but I like a spoiler that was two people got in a fight watch the reunion and find out. It's like, Jax, don't tell us. Also, I don't believe he's he knows because then he's like, oh, I know. And Brittany's like, you do? How do you know? And I'm like, OK, first of all, you're a shitty husband. If you know hot goss and you're not telling your wife, fuck you. I literally nothing makes me more angry than the idea that my husband would have the slice of juiciest tea, especially about my art, like our mutual friends and wouldn't tell me. That would make me so angry. Listen, I want the otter to tell me everything that happens at work always. Like, tell me all the tea, like what's going on. And it would absolutely devastate me to find out that he was holding on to some like real ass juicy shit and didn't tell me. That's just that's not a partnership. That's not a success. I don't like that. So anyways, fuck Jax. And I don't know. He's just he sounds so arrogant in interviews like as if he's entitled to this comeback. And now they have a podcast and I'm just kind of like. Uh, listen, it was fun to hear their insights. I'm glad they're on Watch What Happens. But like, did we really need to relaunch these people's career? Chris and Dodie, I'm into because, you know, at least Dodie's being there for for Ariana. Like, that's the one thing. It's like, if you're are you being supportive of her? I mean, I know that he called Ariana the number one guy in the group, but I don't know, you guys. Jax is annoying me. Also, not in the Bravo Liberty world. I just want to take a moment for Taylor Swift. Just a moment. I obviously am poor, nor do I have the kind of patience that it needs and it requires to have tickets to a Taylor Swift show. I've never seen her live, which I think I was robbed of in my radio career, but it's fine. I've never seen her. I love her. And I've been watching little clips of her concert on TikTok and living for it. And can I just say this? I'm just so happy for Taylor Swift. And I know people are like, yeah, she's successful. I'm like, no, but she deserves to be. Taylor Swift is one of those artists that is so fucking talented. And she manages to take hard things in the world and turn them beautiful. Like she has her struggles and she's handling it in a way that She's being open and vulnerable with the world and connecting to people and making them feel better, which is like the ultimate goal, at least for me. I like relate. Not that I'm a multi-platinum millionaire, but I'm just saying the way that she opens her heart up to people like I just want her to succeed at every corner. Every time she's like breaking barriers and doing shit, it just makes me so happy. And she looks sexy as hell, by the way. I saw one clip where she's doing like a chair dance and I'm like, we love a stripper moment. Like I just... I am so into this bitch. Also, the other day I was talking about music with the otter. I don't remember how it came up, but he was like, I'm sure I'm I'm sure I can guess what who your like top artists are. And he's like, probably Taylor Swift. And I was like, well, I'm Swifty. Yes. And he's like, Harry Styles. And I was like, I'm gonna stop you right there. I think that you are just listing every artist that a basic bitch would like. And I'm not interested in that narrative. I know I'm a basic bitch, but I don't want to be like called out like that. Because when he said it, I was like, I am a Harry Styles fan, but Louis is my favorite member of One Direction and always will be. And I think his his music solo music was great. So yeah, but I was like, don't just fucking put me in a category. You know what I mean? I hate that shit. It's like, yeah, 
I mean, I'm happy to be a basic bitch, but I also, you know, if you listen to my my music on shuffle, it's an eclectic mix of glee, 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 Taylor, glee. No, I'm just kidding. There is a lot of glee on there, but the glee version of some songs is just better and I'll die on that hill all day. But, you know, I've got like some screamo music in there. I don't need to justify myself, but I was just like, leave me the fuck alone. Listen, just because I'm a basic bitch doesn't mean I like to be called out on it all the time. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay, so getting into the Ask Ashley, I got this question. Is it old fashioned of me to want to be engaged before buying a house with my boyfriend? No, that just sounds smart. Listen, I I think that every relationship's different. And what I'm learning as I get older and as I you know, have been dating and just watching relationships. There are a lot of people that are have done things that I was like, oh, I feel like that's going to sketch and then they make it and then they're fine. You know, so I'm not saying that people who bought a house before they got engaged are wrong. I don't believe that. However, I don't think that you're quote unquote, you know, old fashioned. What I will say that I do think is important, which is not what you asked, is I think that it's important to live together before you get engaged. And I know the Mormons are like shrieking at me right now and it's like pump the fucking brakes. I do think you need a bang and I think that you need to live together because it's just like marriage is such a big commitment and nobody wants to get divorced. It's messy. It's expensive. And I just think that you truly know if you can function if you live together. And I but I would recommend an apartment. Something low risk, high reward. Like, I mean, there's no real rewards in an apartment. I know that there's money people who are like, you need to pay, you need to buy because the market and whatever. I, It's an investment. I don't know. I've heard it all. I don't care. I think that you should rent an apartment together first because then if you need to get out of it, maybe you have to break a lease and I've broken two. It's not the worst thing in the world. It's expensive. I don't recommend it, but you have to. You know, like for me, obviously moving in with Jimmy was the final like nail in the coffin. And I like needed that. And I don't know if I would have finally gotten fed up unless we moved in together because I was one of those dumb bitches that was like, this is going to fix it. This is going to fix it. No, you guys, we're going to move in together and all of our problems. Are Shut the fuck up, bitch. You stupid, stupid, stupid bitch. So anyways, um, I love myself. I know I just call myself a stupid, stupid bitch, but Everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. So anyways, I don't think you're old school at all. I think that totally makes sense. I do think living together is good, but an engagement is a huge, huge commitment. So I think that you should have an apartment. I think you should get engaged, have your wedding and then go house hunting and, you know, or do it in between or whatever, depending on your financial and stress you know, levels. I, I think that that is a totally fair way to be. I don't think it's old fashioned at all. I think that if that's what you need, but I do think it will be important for you to communicate that. I don't know how long you guys have been together, but, you know, if engagements and house buying comes up, I think it's important to just set your boundary and say that like, hey, you know, I really want to be engaged before we buy a house together. And if he questions it, like be prepared with how your feelings. You know, I think that, it's a big investment. I think, you know, engagements kind of show that you are committed to each other. Arguably, buying a house can do the same thing. Like I said, there's no wrong answers here. It's just that I would be prepared in explaining, 
your side of things and, you know, be open to hearing them out too. It's a conversation, but just know what your limits are and what you want. I think that's totally, totally fine. Okay, let's get into the I'm sorry what moment of the week. This is another TikTok debunk moment. I just feel like there's these blanket statements. I know blanket statements is a term that gets overused and I identify that about how people react to things. And I don't know, I just don't agree. Okay, so basically what they were saying, it was an example. Okay, so let me just say I have a best friend named Kayla. Okay, and I we have a mutual friend named Stephanie. And Stephanie tells me something rude about Kayla. So then I tell Kayla, I'm like, hey, I just want to like give you the heads up. You know, Stephanie's saying this shit, like maybe put some distance between her. Like she's sharing your secrets and she's talking shit, blah, blah, blah. And then Kayla says to me, well, why did she feel comfortable talking to you about that? See that and that's the shit I don't get. It's automatically like you're trying to tell your friend something to like have their back and they're like, so you must have been talking shit too. I don't think that's true. Also, my reaction, if I found out that one of my mutual friends was talking shit about me and my friend knew about it and told me, I would be like, okay, sick, shut your mouth. Don't tell her that you told me and go back in and find out the rest of the shit. Like, let's see how deep this hatred goes. And that's on being toxic. I'm aware that that's not a normal way to process it, but I would be curious. Like, what the fuck else? I, and that's honestly not me right now. This is not 2023 healed Ashley. This is like I'm this is a high school situation. So I'm putting myself back in high school. And that would have been my reaction. Like, all right, go find out. Uh, but I think that, you know, once again, putting myself back in high school situation. I know this shit still happens to this day. And like I think college also, you know, is a fair, fair game. But, you know, I I have people tell me things all the fucking time. That does not mean that I engage. It does not mean that I engage. It's not does not mean that my response isn't like, oh, that's that's interesting or that I'm standing up for them. A lot of the times if my friend's talking shit about another friend of mine, I'm like, hey, like, no, no, like, let's cut the shit off unless it's, you know, a normal venting session where you're just like, oh, this annoyed me. But like, you know, I love her or whatever, like we're good. But if you're like actually talking shit, like I'm probably going to question you on it and I probably am going to tell my friends. So, you know, shit happens. Like, I don't know. I just think that that idea that if somebody is talking shit around you, that means that you must have also been talking shit. I just don't know if I believe it. I just don't know if I believe it. I think I, I don't know. But I do think that every scenario is different. And I think you just have to know that person. If you feel comfortable with your relationship and you feel like that friend's been loyal to you, then yeah, she's probably or or he or they are just telling you because they're looking out for you. If you think that they're being shysty and they've had a history of being shady as fuck. Yeah, like maybe sleep with one eye open for this bitch. But the one thing, the most important part of this is that if you're in a friend group where you feel and not in an anxiety way like I do, where I think everybody hates me. But if you genuinely are feeling vibes that these people are not good for you, just get out of it. Just leave. And like, thank your friend for telling you what's up. And then like, go start to find new friends, which I know is so much easier said than done. But the more you do it, like the earlier you do it, once you start to sense an issue, then you don't have to stick with these toxic bitches for that long. You know what I mean? I really can't get over I think if you're playing a drinking game with this episode, you need to like absolutely drink every time I say the word bitch. It's what a what a 
is happening to me? But it's okay. Anyways, I just want, I just, you know, don't be too quick to judge and analyze the situation for yourself and, you know, just get out of it. Like if everybody, if, if someone, if you sniff someone talking shit about you, just exit. Okay, anyways, thank you all so much for listening to the podcast. I'm going to go clean my apartment and get ready for the otter's arrival. Thank you uh, for supporting me in this. You know, I it's it's been a definitely a tough time, but one of the things I get so excited about doing is this podcast. So thank you so much for giving me the platform to say bitch a hundred times and talk about the things that I'm watching on Netflix and give you my unsolicited life advice. I hope that it's helpful and I just hope that everybody has the most wonderful best day ever. Please don't forget to submit your Ask Ashley questions. You can do that at the link in my bio on Instagram and on TikTok at Ashley Sleek. That's Ashley with two E's. Hopefully we don't get kicked out of TikTok. So I'm sorry, like my videos are doing well and I'm not sure if that's because and by well, I mean it's going from 20 likes like from seven likes to 20, which is big for me. Uh, but anyways, um, I'm hoping that we don't lose TikTok, but that's just my personal opinion. Okay. Anywho, thank you so much for listening. I love you so much. Okay. Bye.